Hi, I'm your host, Kimberly Thomas-Tigg, and you're listening to Signalize, a Dazzle for Rare podcast. Whether you're a patient, advocate, caregiver, or a clinician, Signalize is your source for good news, personal stories, events, and the things that Rare and associated communities care about. Follow Signalize and Dazzle for Rare at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, R-A-R-E, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll post episode links, updates, and more. Today, we're talking about the road to Adira. While Adira may sound like a fantasy realm, a golden landscape where triumph, resilience, and hope hang in the air, it is very much a real place. In the face of adversity, rare disease communities continue to persevere despite circumstances in which their voices are not always heard or valued. Communities have been looking for a way, a place, to find equality and diversity in rare disease spaces with research and clinical trial participation as well as drug development, having a place at the proverbial table. While big stakeholders across healthcare-centered spaces are starting to understand the importance of patient inclusion, there is still a disparity between what is logically known about including patients versus what they are doing to ensure unique patient perspectives are included. Before we get deeper into this story, I have two examples for you, real-world examples of how consultation with the actual community the research is centered around can be missing. The first example I experienced personally, the second happened in 2021 in the United States. As a parent of a young child with autism, I was interested in participating in the Spectrum 10K project organized by the University of Cambridge to better understand the genetics of autism. I found out about this program through one of their program partners. I had hoped they might explore the potential genetic link between autism and Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, or perhaps address it in some way. EDS and autism are often comorbid conditions. I was excited to learn more about the genetics in some way and how this might be explored, and I wanted to know if this was something I could share with families in our community who have children who are my son's age. However, I received an email stating that the study had been paused due to lack of consultation with the autism community. At the time of writing, this study has been in the consultation phase since late 2021. The next example comes to us from the United States. In 2021, the NIH had to pause a clinical trial for a new drug for sickle cell disease due to, in their words, an abundance of caution. In December of 2021, a statement was released saying that the NHLBI took various measures to conduct a safety assessment to ensure scientific integrity and, in their words, soliciting input from multidisciplinary scientific and clinical perspectives, as well as patient perspectives. I'll put uh, links to these examples in the show notes. We don't often hear these stories. Why weren't these communities consulted and included in the research when it was meant to be centered around their conditions? This is where our story begins and where we meet Dr. Sandra Butterworth. Sandra asks the same question. Why aren't patients and the people affected being included in these discussions? She took her questions to her colleague, Dr. Andrew Mitchell of the University of Chester. As you're about to hear, we're not traveling to a utopia far, far away, but a real patient-centered experience for our communities. 
ADIRA stands for Equality and Diversity in Research Association and puts rare disease patients and underserved patient communities at the forefront. We'll follow the footsteps of Dr. Sandra Butterworth and her colleagues at RareQual and Sam Fillingham, founder of Poland Syndrome Support and Network UK, as well as a cast of diverse characters in this story as they work to bring this concept of radical change and inclusion in rare disease research to our reality. For those of you who don't know what ADIRA is about, um, I'll start with the acronym. E-D-I-R-A, so it's Equality, Diversity and Inclusive Research Association. And the idea is that people with rare conditions, for many of them felt unseen, invisible, not heard and so on, and excluded. It was thinking about how could people, like all of us, be more included in the rare disease space when it comes to being involved in research that impacts on policy development and things like that. I approached different people and said, do you know much about inclusivity and inclusive research? And would you like to be involved in just some discussions about it? And everyone said yes. They just said yes. You know, we we had three meetings and the meetings involved discussions around the concept of inclusive practice, inclusive research. And from that, we wrote up the conversations and discussions. And then myself, alongside with Associate Professor Dr. Andrew Mitchell from the University of Chester, we then decided to put in a proposal to get ethics to do a small study, which we've done. And then there was so much information. I said, this is enough for a conference. And there you are. The conference itself is going to be around communities of practice, which will include practice as in health, social care, education, academia, policies, pharma. So we want to bring people in those practices into our our space and we're inviting different people it's so we're changing the narrative we're changing the power dynamic because too often we're invited into other spaces where we don't really have much of a say or control of what happens where we go to places so we wanted to be able to create this safe space for us and then have others so that we can have these discussions about how to include us those of us with rare conditions, those of us from diverse backgrounds, those of us who are underserved because of economic differences, those of us who are excluded. That's what essentially the conference is about. As you've heard from Sandra, Adira is not only very much grounded in reality, but also the data that Sandra and her colleague uncovered and the resulting study. At the heart of Adira is the idea of equality and diversity. Each person's experience with rare disease is unique and their individual and community needs must now and going forward be addressed. Our communities deserve a space where people from different backgrounds, faiths, and perspectives come together to share their knowledge gained through their lived experiences. So what is inclusion or exclusion and how are patients impacted? Very often, I get a little bit frustrated when I think people feel that when I'm talking about exclusion or inclusion, I'm just talking about race. Obviously, that is part of it, but there's so many other people, and it's not always just about race, but there's so many other people who are excluded. They, for example, may be invited to take part in a study, which is in another city, very often in the major cities. Just getting there is a major thing. Just the cost, okay, maybe get reimbursement, but that's after the money has been spent in the first place. So there's, there's lots of different reasons why people are excluded. Now, I'd like to introduce Sam Fillingham. 
founder of Poland Syndrome Support Network UK. Sam's experience with Poland Syndrome, a rare limb difference condition, started when her son was born 14 years ago. Sam quickly saw that isolation that parents and children affected by the condition can often feel when receiving the diagnosis and continuing forward to find a treatment plan. Since her son's birth, Sam has worked tirelessly with the global Poland Syndrome community to help bring their voices to the forefront of conversations around social inclusion with a limb difference, body confidence, well-being, as well as touching on mental health within the community of parents and patients. It was really interesting when Sandra first started talking about Adira and thinking about inclusion. And naively, I didn't really think that we were being like excluded on the surface of it. I knew that we didn't have equity in our care, but that concept of our community as underserved and excluded wasn't really at the forefront of my mind till I started talking to Sandra about it. And then it was really just became pivotal in my mind then of of course we're being excluded. Like the people that Sandra is inviting into these communities of practice, the researchers, the farmer, the industry, those are people that we can't get a foot in the door with, that we can't get a place at the table with people like that to improve things for Poland syndrome. And it was just really exciting to hear about a new way of doing things where we can be included and we can start opening the door to communities like ours with Poland syndrome. As we've heard from Sam, it wasn't immediately obvious that her community could be considered a community that was excluded or underserved. Together, Sandra and her colleagues with Sam and her hard-earned parent of a patient and community organizing expertise set out to bring together all stakeholders to talk about the challenges facing rare disease patients and how to find solutions that would improve their lives. Bringing together those different experts and regarding ourselves as experts in that space as well is so new compared to other work that we've done before that. So to put ourselves on on a bit of a parapet of like, look, we are the experts. You do need to come to us now to find out about these diseases and you're the experts in your field and please come to us and start listening to us. We are the experts in our own conditions. Many times as patients or parents, we've been disregarded and our own lived experiences have not been given the time and attention needed to help uncover the ways in which we can work together with clinicians and with other stakeholders more collaboratively. The idea is we are the diverse in that. So we have someone with a rare condition, someone with a carrier from a rare disease family and a parent of someone with a rare condition. So we are a community of practice, just the three of us and those of our network. If you have a question, for example, around what does inclusion look like for us, we may have a very different response to that question than the pharma industry or to someone in in academia. What does inclusive research or research practice mean to them? It's ethics. It's how to engage. It's about co-creation. It's about funding. It's a very different sorts of responses. But at some point, where there'll be differences, there will be similarities. And that's where we want this communities of practice model to work at the conference. So thus far in our journey, knowing what we know, what type of space, what type of conference will Adira be? We wanted to make it really inclusive. We're 
considering people with visual impairment. And yes, we wanted people who, for whatever reason, it might be mobility reasons, and they can't come in person, or we didn't want them to feel as though, oh, well, I'll go to the poor relation, I'll go to the online when it won't be as good. Yeah, it'll be great because we're just repeating the same thing, but it'll be a different audience. The discussions and what comes out of it may be different, but we still want a very rich event. During the conference, Sam Fillingham will be leading an in-conversation piece with Elizabeth Davenport. Elizabeth, or Beth to the Rare Qual Community Network, is a rare disease advocate and complex community caseworker with over 14 years of experience. Often working in underserved and disadvantaged local communities in the UK, she is the lead consultant for Rare Community Network at RareQual and advocate for NPUK and kinship support officer at the kinship charity. In these days of hybrid, in-person, and other forms of presence in conferences, Sandra explains the methodology behind the conference format. But we had a conversation around whether to have it as a hybrid or whether to have it as um, two separate events. And because of the nature of what we're trying to achieve, because there's a lot going into this conference, it's going to be a really comprehensive conference. It felt it would be too much to have it as a hybrid. Attending as a virtual attendee at a conference and you feel as though you're on the outside looking into a goldfish bowl and you're not really engaged. So we wanted it to be those who are in person engaged and those when we're online engaged. The conference is sponsored by a few UK-based companies who will be bringing their own unique skills and teams to make the experience as inclusive and informative as possible. There will also be two audio content pieces that will be hosted by yours truly and Sandra Butterworth including two special guests that have yet to be announced. So please do keep your eyes on social media. And these will be added value content as part of the robust content offered at the Adira conference. In addition to these various types of content, seminars, meetups, and other opportunities for our communities to come together and also engage with stakeholders, there will be seminars and activities planned between the end of the ADIRA 2023 conference and the results and study presented at the ADIRA 2024 conference. The online event and the in-person event are going to be replicas of each other. You won't miss anything. There will be the interview and conversation with. We're going to have a panel of experts all in the, in the inclusive space talking about inclusion, but from different perspectives. And then we're going to have the community of practice workshop itself, where different people from different communities, we're all going to be talking about inclusion. And we're going to have graphical metaphors for people to use and to take after the conference. Once the conference is over, it's not the end because we want to carry on and have four seminars and the online conference is finished. The platform will be open to all attendees to be able to attend different activities and to continue the communities of practice. As we move closer to understanding Adira and taking this journey together, we have an ever-expanding cast of characters, such as Dr. Natasha Radcliffe of Couch Health, Dr. Emmeline from Cardiff University and the Michael J. Fox Foundation, and Associate Professor Dr. Andrew Mitchell, as well as other speakers to be announced. 
part of what we're doing is we're going to be getting all the the dialogue and the information and writing everything up as a paper from the conference. So that's a really important aspect. We can't announce the keynote speaker yet. Those are the main things that we're going to be doing. We will be feeding back some of the research that's been happening. So we've got, for example, the projects that we're doing in RareQual is working with Dr. Emma Lane from Cardiff University, and it's with a project that's funded by Michael J. Fox Foundation uh, into Parkinson's, and that's about inclusion. Emma is going to be speaking about some of the work around that. Then we've got one of our sponsors from Couch Health, Dr. Natasha Ratliff, and she's been doing some work, or Couch Health have been doing some work around inclusion and working closely with pharma companies, particularly in America, working with different diverse communities and getting them involved in clinical research. We've got Associate Professor Andrew Mitchell. He will be talking about some of the work around frontiers for psychology. So that is a publication and we've had a call out for inclusive research. So hopefully we can share some of the information from those as well. So there's a lot. The value that the conference brings to our UK and global rare disease community is not only in the initial ADIRA conference, but its framework, its continued use of an online platform to continue to engage participants between events and seminars, and the final study, which will be put together by our communities with Dr. Sandra Butterworth and her colleagues to be presented at the 2024 conference. We want to be able to create more work after the conference to be able to create a uh, resources. In addition to ADIRA, there will be more work done collaboratively with RareQual and Poland Syndrome Support Network UK. We recently announced with Sandra a partnership with PIP UK and RareQual, which um, is super exciting. So we've been part of the RareQual network for a while now and Sandra and her wonderful team have been helping me and PIP UK for well over 12 months now, including with some interns from Chester University last year and many other pieces of work that they've supported me with. So um, it's really wonderful that we've been able to formalise our partnership this year moving forward. So we've sat down and had a look at where we have commonality across all our pieces of work and what we can do to help each other. So um, I'm working on a medical symposium for Poland syndrome, where I want to bring together um, surgeons and experts in Poland syndrome to look at early treatment plans because we've got a lot of issues there in our community and Sandra is going to be part of that panel. As these discussions, activities and collaborations take shape, we can be assured that more opportunities are coming to our communities. What is currently in the works has the potential to be a transformative experience for those who choose to travel this road to equality and diversity in research and in other areas where we have traditionally been excluded or underserved as a wider, diverse, and intersectional community. At this time, free tickets are being offered in limited supply. Folks who are interested can check out the RareQual Eventbrite page, which I'll include in the show notes with other resources for this episode. The journey to Adira began with the simple question, why aren't patients and people affected by rare conditions being included in the discussions and research? Adira started as a question, turned into a series of discussions, and is becoming a patient-centered shift in the power dynamic between patients and industry stakeholders. Adira is our space to create our opportunities for those who wish to work collaboratively 
and where each experience with rare disease is unique, as unique as these diverse communities. Sam Fillingham has shared how PIP UK have benefited from the work being done with Rare Qual Network and now with Adira. Together, Sandra and her colleagues, Sam, and the other experts we mentioned here today will set out to create the change that we need and find solutions to improve our experiences. As Sam so aptly said, we are the experts in our own conditions. Adira is a step towards including patients as experts in their own conditions, and it is a step towards a brighter and more inclusive and diverse future. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Signalize, a Dazzle for Air podcast. To stay up to date on the podcast and Dazzle for Air, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, Rare, R-A-R-E. And finally, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media platforms.